She's given me permission to have sex with her in her sleep as long as I don't wake her. That's an important caveat. At first, it was difficult not to wake her, but then I was able to control the tempo and keep her asleep, (laughs) albeit I'd be fucking her for close to an hour slowly. We still have sex normally when we can, but is this a same case for anyone else? Signed, signed Bill Cosby. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, and welcome to Your Mileage May Vary. We talk about sex and relationships with frankness that is controversial, but mostly in good faith. We have a spicy list of sultry topics to cover today, including a conversation around out-of-bounds dirty talk, whether a husband can be too dutiful a husband, how old is too old to be a virgin, and more. I am Keith. My co-host is Mike. And Mike, I received two vaccine doses today, so I hope you and our listeners appreciate me going the extra mile through the fatigue here. You haven't. I mean, you had them very recently, though. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true. It was within the last three hours. So probably so, hasn't had much of an impact. Your shoulders are probably a little sore. or A little bit of arm soreness, but I don't have any yeah. fatigue or body aches or anything like that yet. That's good. Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't have any dates coming up or anything that's going to interfere with? I do have a date this evening, but Uh-oh. I told her that I may be a little compromised from the vaccines and she was still interested. So, Huh. What are you two doing? We are getting dinner at a Italian restaurant. That's good. Who's paying? <laughs> Is that rhetorical or I will be paying? Is it the first date, third date, 10th no. date? Like, no, we've been, on a, we've been on a number of dates. I'll, I'll leave it at that. And you're still paying each time? Yes. Interesting. When okay. do you think the right time for that to change is? I think it depends what's going on, right? I, I, um, <clears throat> if it's a, it depends on what kind of a partner you're pursuing, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So in, in if you're pursuing someone who is um, not uh, financially stable, and mm-hmm. if you're the man, mm-hmm. stable is the wrong word. Let's say secure. She might be stable. Uh, then probably it would go on longer and maybe permanently as a guy. Yeah. And it depends also yeah. what kind of kind of cultural expectation you want to set and, and you're comfortable with. Right. I prefer to have the woman pay for everything. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I would too in some sort of perfect world. I think the way it should work is the man should pay for the first 10 or so dates. Hmm. And then after that, you can have a conversation about your relative incomes and relative net worths and relative disposable incomes. And then, you know, if somebody is at like has 80% and somebody has 20%, then you can split things roughly that way. Yeah. I mean, I prefer to make more money, but have her pay for everything. What does that achieve for you, Mike? It just makes me feel like I'm winning. (laughs) bankrupting your partner could have some long-term not negative consequences. No, no. She has to make enough money that it's not bankrupting her. I mean, like, be realistic. What is the most expensive restaurant you've been to in the last five years? The last five years? Yeah. It's going to be hard to come. Let's, I, I, I can cap <laughs> no, this hard. off, but... Oh, no. It was probably in five years that... We went to a, a couple places in Paris that were sort of expensive, uh, but that was maybe more than five years ago. So, you know, honestly, like it's probably going to be uh, no more than $100 a person. Right. Yeah. I think it's been 
a few days since my last meal that was that expensive. Right. Um, yeah, Mike doesn't really care about fine dining. A hundred still sounds kind of high. I get, maybe I should have asked you, uh, yeah, the median cost of your going out to dinner meals or something. Oh, probably $25 a person or 30. Do you still like that Indian place? Sure. Yeah, it's good. There's a variety <laughs> of good places. Primary feature is it's affordable. Sure. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't understand. Uh, I don't, uh, we had a discussion about this. I don't, yeah. I, I think that for the most part, finery is about a feeling that people are searching for. And I, I already have that feeling. So I don't need it. <laughs> is that feeling happiness? Well, I mean, as I look out my window here at the Golden Gate Bridge uh-huh. across the, San Francisco Bay, I can see Alcatraz and its winking lighthouse, the Bay yeah. Bridge. Uh-huh. We have the, uh, it's it's known as a five bridge view in the um, lexicon of the San Francisco Bay area. I thought it was a four bridge. What's What are the five bridges? We can see the Richmond San Rafael Bridge, Golden Gate. Wait, let me think about this. Uh, Bay Bridge. San Mateo. San Mateo Bridge and Dumbarton, Dumbarton Bridge. Ah, okay. And the Indeed. And the Bay Bridge is really two bridges, so you could. That's true. That's true. Recode it as six bridge view. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so I, you know, I'm, I'm surrounded by enough that I don't need the fine dining experience as well. And it just always strikes me as kind of, I, I remember like going, you uh, think it's wasteful. Fine, it just makes me a little uncomfortable. I, I remember doing fine dining, like, um, after the high school prom or maybe before, I guess you eat before the dance, right? Where'd you guys go? Like Chili's or Applebee's or something? No, no, no. It was some, we, uh, <laughs> our, um, our prom was in Palm Springs, California in Southern California. And we had to kind of go out there. We lived in a different town, and uh, we I don't we went to some fairly expensive restaurant. It was fine. I mean, it was, but I felt it just felt kind of embarrassing to me. Uh, I don't like the who Delta. embarrassing for who for whom for me. It, it feels embarrassing to me. For example, I, like when I watched, uh, you maybe you watched the coronation of King Charles the Third. Hopefully, the last king of England. I aggressively um, avoided it, but I'm aware that it occurred. Yeah, I mean, I think that if I were in that position, the the this set of people waiting on you, I find embarrassing. Just the notion of people waiting on me, I don't like. Hmm. Yeah, I don't like when people celebrate things like my birthday or something. I really don't like that feeling. But okay, because it feels fake and performative, and I guess it sort of is at a restaurant. But that's what the bunny's for. The money, not the bunny. The money. The money. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for example, if I have people, like I have some people here working outside my house right now, some uh, laborers that I'm friends with. Uh, well, I'm not friends with them. I pay them, right? But I'm, yeah, there you already get the unease. Uh, I often <laughs> yeah, feel yeah. obliged to like go work with the laborers because I don't, I, 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 I just feel embarrassed like just paying these people okay. to do work for me. I understand your theory of mind there. Yeah. I just, I like the show. I sort of like... I like the way things are plated. I like trying interesting flavor combinations. You're going to say that doesn't matter. Um, Not much to me, at least. Does does it, would it, I mean, are you, you're much less likely to do it by yourself though, right? I mean, often it's in service of um, impressing a, long, a young lady, right? <sighs> no, I think I enjoy it by myself. I think I have more solo meals than almost anyone I know, maybe anyone I know. I mean, I travel a huh. lot solo, so that's part of it. And, you know, I'll be in an interesting place in the world that has, you know, an interesting restaurant. Well, when you travel solo, you have to eat out by yourself. Sure. Um, well, you don't have I, to. You could Tinder it up or whatever. I could. Or, you know, 
go to a hostel or I guess those I are the choices. Prostitute. Yeah, I could. Could pay people to eat with me. Which I sure. guess you're sort of doing when you take people out on a date. On some level, yeah. Yeah. All right. Enough on this. Let's talk about let's talk about sex. Did you have something you wanted to bring up? Well, somebody messaged me. This is the second time we've gotten this feedback, Keith, <clears throat> regarding mm-hmm. your uh, frustration with things that I'm saying. Hey, check this out. So this is a guy on Reddit. Uh, mm-hmm. This is somebody who found me undoubtedly from my subreddit, my increasingly popular subreddit, slash r slash curated amateur porn, which mm-hmm. has only the best amateur porn curated each day by me. Uh, he said, uh, listened to the most recent podcast yesterday. Yeah. By the way, he sent this at 5 a.m. Great discussion, but Keith needs to well, quit yelling you. you don't know what time zone he's in. True, true. 5 a.m. Pacific time. So it could okay, have been 8 a.m. I, I need to what? He needs to quit yelling at you. He was Uh, getting a bit riled up. And then I said, you're not the first to say that. And then he said, as someone who's married, I'd rather hear more of your opinions and experiences than Keith, who's out there getting new chicks every week. Who lives like that other than 20-somethings? Any feedback on that? What percentage of the talking do you think you do on our podcast? Mm, Probably 65. Yeah, that sounds about right. (laughs) (laughs) So, like, what else is there to say other than that? I mean, maybe I'm annoying and I say, like, annoying stuff. But, yeah, like, to the extent that uh, our conversations are collaborative, I definitely defer to you in general. Yeah. I think, and also, I think that he uh, misses the reality that there are a lot of fun situations that arise um, as a result of having somebody who is dating uh, younger women or dating around, call it. So He thinks, I'm missing some of the nice things that arise out of a long-term monogamous relationship. He's just saying that I would have some interesting things to say. And I probably, I might, but I think that a lot of the banter that we have comes from the uh, interaction of the the um, existence of somebody who has more novel experiences yeah. going on, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, we can do, should, should we do some episodes about your relationship with your wife? We could, as I said, I mean, (laughs) in terms of sex, it's just me uh, ejaculating and running away, uh, (laughs) figuring out ways to decrease intimacy. Uh, Yeah, I mean, um, if you make the house as cold as possible, then uh, people want to sort of get under the covers and hide from each other, things like that. And you can vouch for the fact that I do like the house physically cold. Yes, you do. Physically and symbolically. Yes. I should... We could do an episode where I interview you. That could be entertaining. Oh, Lord. Yeah, that's true. It might be entertaining. We'll, we'll talk about it. But yeah. yeah, like my general response is that person might just not like what I have to say, which is fine. But I think he might be jealous. I don't think there's an unfairness aspect in me talking over you and not letting you get your thoughts out. I think that's perfect. It's interesting that like, two, different, I two different people were frustrated by that. And I, th- I, I know. I, you know, I, did I already say what I thought it was? I think it's, I thought it was just, yeah, I did last episode that I thought it was just these people. I was saying something that was kind of political red meat for them and they didn't want it to be uh, debated. And I, I disagree with that. People should be okay with um, their political red meat being debated. It's yeah. one of the problems with our country is people don't want to debate. Yeah. Uh, sort of in fair ways. So, <sighs> yeah. This I mean, isn't going to turn into NPR, guys. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. I'll be mindful of trying not to talk over you, but that's such a, like my experience is not that I dominate the conversation with you. I hear you. I agree.
And I don't think that's the objective reality either. And so it's sort of a strange accusation. And like if they said, I like when you talk more, Keith says boring stuff, that's, that would be different than the accusation that I'm talking over you. I would have liked it better if they said that Keith is boring, that I'm cool. That would have been more fun. I think that might be what they mean to say. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. I'm just more relevant to their life experience or something. That's fine. I'm not sure. They got, you got to dream guys. You, you could, you could get out there on uh, various dating apps and sites and, uh, find out what's available too. Yeah. I'm just trying uh, to trist.link. Lots of escorts. I saw some good escorts this morning. I have never been to that website. Does it like try to install browser plugins? If you, if you go, no, you, you asked me about it when we were talking with your friend about the topic of the purported women who make $2 million a year uh, escorting when we discussed that. And you asked me for a couple of websites to use this. You didn't actually go look at them. I I didn't No. Okay. Well, there's often some sweet stuff on there, but, uh, these are working ladies, right? Right. Do those websites do a good job screening out scammers? I have no idea because I've never actually used one. I just go yeah. to them. Basically, it's a little bit like going to a porn site. It's like to titillate myself a little. Do I don't. Yeah, write, I never actually. I hear it. Do they write profiles? Yeah, yeah, there are profiles on there. There, I honestly don't read the profiles. I just go through the. Phone. Fine. <laughs> yeah, I hear it. <laughs> the the profiles sometimes are a canary that can indicate that there's trouble in the coal mine <laughs> i kind of doubt that there's scammer well i guess they would ask for an upfront payment or something that's that would be the trick yeah i mean they are planning to meet you for money and so i think in most that is, cases there's- that is what's going on on seeking and tinder and bumble and with, with these various scam things as they i mean it varies but they try to wheedle money out of you somehow and there you, are various you, you message them. You message them to have an out call or whatever sexual rendezvous, and they send you back a message saying they're trapped in the trunk of their car and need twenty dollars to get out or something. <laughs> it's not quite that like unsophisticated, that. but I mean, <laughs> I've heard a number. Of th- I'm I'm pretty good at detecting it immediately now. Like if somebody has an empty profile, they're almost certainly a scammer, right? Because a scammer doesn't want to invest the time to fill out a profile because. It's going to get reported and shut down in fairly short order anyway. And so. Fair. They could I mean, they could have. Algorithmically or cop, copy and paste. But now that Google Bard is out, you can use that to generate your profile. I, I asked Google Bard. Um, have you used Google Bard? Not yet. Okay. It's the same as ChatGPT in, in general. I asked it to describe ma- intimate details of the female clitoris to me and it did that it won't talk about any of the typical hot button topics that i don't need to bring up like <laughs> you know racism or something it won't talk about any of that uh but i well on the sexual topics then i asked it i was asking i was trying to drill down no pun intended into female <laughs> genital mutilation uh-huh. because i'd actually re- i'd seen an article about this and i wanted more details and it just would not talk about that i wanted to understand what exactly happens. I was looking for kind of detail about like what's removed, what, like what are they actually yeah. doing to the woman? And it's actually kind of difficult to get probably because it's viewed as like something someone would use to, to be titillated. I actually was just curious genuinely from like sort of a scientific perspective of <laughs> uh-huh. what, no, I was just curious what like, well, I was curious like whether these women can, uh, orgasm for example, after they've had a clitorectomy. Yeah. And the reason why, of course y- you'll know why the, the reason why I was curious about that, of course, was because, <laughs> I thought it would be an interesting seam for exploring vaginal orgasms. Like, right. do you, yeah. 
can you have a glitter? Can you have an orgasm without a glitteris? Yeah, that's right. an interesting. Or well, then this comes to this question of like, what do they remove? I mean, obviously, it's it's not a real surgical procedure. It's just a bunch of nonsense in uh, right. various third world countries. Um, but what? Yeah, what typically do they do? And this was something. So then I asked Bard about it, and it just would not tell me anything about that. Yeah. It's taboo. Yeah, they have to erect scaffolding. They don't have to, but they do erect scaffolding around this. I think probably to cover various. PR stuff. Like the yes. famous one is if you ask it, how can I bully someone? Or, you, you know, you tell it a situation, you know, I'm a middle schooler and this has happened. How can I bully this person? It'll not tell you. Um, and then there are oh, various but, but other verbal. It won't even things. give you, it won't even give you like strategies for how the Confederacy could have won the Civil War. Yeah. But this means there's a team of people. Right. That are trying to figure out what kinds of prompts could be could generate troublesome output because the AI doesn't know. The AI doesn't right. know what's forbidden. So they're telling the AI what's forbidden. And they might not even the AI actually probably still doesn't know. It's it's just based on keywords you put in the prompt, which is why clever prompt engineers can actually work around it and get it it's to become less and less possible. When they first came out with ChatGPT, it was quite fun. You could do a lot of stuff yeah. now. They're it's squeezing just, toothpaste yeah. out of the tube, right? So they got the, right. the easy chat prompts first and then more and more clever ideas yes. are slowly being killed yes. out. Yeah. Yes. You used to be able to get the, the, the AI bot to pretend it's in a world where such and so is okay and then talk about it. But it's, yeah, yeah. none of that stuff works anymore. Yeah. All right. Let's move into our topics. This person says, I, a 36-year-old male, called my new sexual partner, a 35-year-old female, a good girl, and she freaked out. Sex has never been a huge thing for me, but since breaking up with a long-term partner, I decided I would be more exploratory in terms of my sexual life. I've met a new lady and have had sex a few times. I'm starting to really enjoy the act again. However, while having sex last night, I told her she was a good girl while she was on top saying, give it to me, daddy. She immediately got off me and freaked out saying, don't ever call me a good girl. I asked why. It was just something I said in the heat of the moment, and she promptly got dressed and left. I tried <laughs> calling, but she is ignoring me and won't reply to my messages that, that she is reading. Oh, this, they must both have iPhones. It's not something we spoke about before. We have been exploratory with each other and have set for, form firm boundaries about what we like. God, this person's writing. About what we like and don't like. I'm quite mm-hmm. confused by this and would love to know what would this trigger anyone else here? God, I'm sorry. I tried with the grammar. I, I, I struggled. Um, right. Dirty talk is a bit of a minefield. I've had partners that like, that have, they call this a praise kink. That's when they like being told they were a good girl and that they're. Well, it's the, know. it's the word girl, I assume is the, but go on. Okay. Girl, good in good something. Right. Ah, you think it might be girl. Okay. Oh, and then I'm there's sure people and then there's people who have a what's the opposite of praise? I submissive a, or something. Yeah, submissive uh, kink where they like being told what to do. Sadism, and, masochism. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes some men like being mocked, actually. Sure. Uh but you know, uh, you can say you're a bad girl too, right? That would be like the opposite, I suppose. Although maybe yeah, you're I mean, saying, is... you could say you're a bad grandma. <laughs> you think that would have fit in bounds for her? Well, I mean, she right. She didn't want to be called a girl because she has some sort of association there or some kind of hang up, and is not. Huh. She's choosing not to acknowledge like the common usage of that word in, especially in this kind of context. Now, um, is that yeah. 
is your opinion on that at all mitigated by she calls him daddy? It makes it weirder. It makes well, it she weirder. She was on I mean, top I'm, saying, give it to me, daddy. Makes it hypocritical or inconsistent anyway. It, it's superficially inconsistent, but I mean, it just means that she doesn't view, she views daddy as in some different category than girl. I see. Which, yeah, it's nonsensical. I mean, he should count himself lucky. I mean, the weirdest part about that question actually was the part where this guy who's like 35 is like no interest <laughs> in sex. I thought you might, <laughs> thought you might yeah. zoom in on that. Yeah, that's it's just weird. It's like, yeah. he's like oh, I'm, I'm giving it another shot. It's like, what, what planet <laughs> are you from? I mean, how did, how did you even I've get here? I've heard good things. Right. That's not, I mean, I, a woman saying that would make sense to me. A man saying it is very, I, I've actually, I'm not sure I've ever seen or encountered a man saying something like that before. It's mm-hmm. really uncommon. Like men's interest is kind of deep and abiding. Right. Typically. And also there's another thing I would say, a guy who genuinely wasn't interested, I don't think would be posting on the sex subreddit or wherever you got this question. <sighs> yeah. I mean, what's your, what's your theory here? Like, is he lying? Is he? No, no. I think he's probably telling the truth. It's just a very unusual circumstance where this guy was casting around for an explanation. Uh, yeah. The explanation is fairly simple here. He's dealing with a woman who's got some deep trouble. She's troubled. This this girl thing didn't occur to me at all. I mean, girl is a... What's the word when you like make something seem young? Is there a word for that? Is a it's not infantilizing. It, it, it there's a it's a yeah it's, I understand. It's not euthanizing. <laughs> there's a it's a there's some term for like making things seem seem young and yeah sure. But it's not colloquially men don't use it that way. That's just sort of a way they refer to like often often it means like. Yeah, you're like separating it from a woman, which is a little bit less of a sexual term or something. I think that's right. What, what did you think was going on if if it wasn't that that word? I thought she didn't like the praise part, but you, you must wow, be that's right. That's weird. You must be right that it's the girl part. At least yeah. a reaction this severe for the praise part wouldn't make sense. By the way, I wanted to say this. Uh, this is a little unrelated. What, what was the act they were doing? She was on top. Yes. Okay. Saying give it it's to a me. It's a little daddy. related. I was watching, I was going through some um some uh adult content this morning. Mm-hmm. As I do, uh it's um uh, I don't get paid for it, but I get paid for purportedly doing other work while I'm doing this. So same thing. <laughs> um the time you know, is a lot of people my well, my laptop's paid for by a company. And you know, most people use like an incognito browser. I, I hear all these things about people who have a special laptop for porn. Oh, I never do any porn on your work laptop. I've always always done porn on my work laptop and never had a problem. Anyway, uh, I highly recommend it. It's kind of, it makes it a little more fun. Um, the, uh, so I found three videos. Uh, it was not, it was, it was a subreddit and I don't remember the name that was specifically around women sitting on men's faces. Mm-hmm. And these were three very popular ones and oh, all no. three of them, all oh, three no. of them had the woman facing <laughs> toward the man's legs. Okay, so ass cheeks toward his nose. Yeah. Now, one thing in one of them, the guy moved his tongue upward toward her butthole. So I guess that maybe was like the pretense of this. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. He's he's because her butthole's higher because she's. Yeah, I mean, I think 
to eat someone's ass, which is an act I've never done, but I imagine that one of the more convenient positions might be the the one you just described. Yeah. Okay. Was but that wasn't happening in the other two videos. There wasn't. No, a mass it was eating? just. It was just that she was sort of. Yeah, it was just that she was in that position as opposed to the. I, I just think that I just don't think that my. So my view on this is mostly informed by porn. Uh-huh. I just don't think my view on this is as crazy as you seem to think it is. Like <laughs> I do think I it's think pretty that crazy. It's, I, Should we I, remind I the listeners what what the debate here is? Go ahead. Okay. The discussion is when somebody is face sitting. So a man is going down on a woman, but the woman is in a more dominant position than the classic one where she's just laying on a bed. She is straddling his face somehow. Yes. And is she normally which direction is she facing? Is she facing clit towards his nose or asshole toward his nose? And I argue that it is always clit toward nose because it's better for a number of reasons. Like, first of all, she can't even really grind if she's facing the other way. What is she going to like angle her pelvis so that her clit is like grinding on your chin somehow? I don't. I don't know what you mean by that. What? What? Okay. In, in the in the classic variation that you're describing, what's she grinding against? Your nose? She's not really. I mean, you're like front to like you have butt the, teeth. She's at the top of your, yeah, whatever that area between your nose and mouth is called. I I would think that I sort of think your lower jaw is a little more solid and it's more mobile for sure. So I actually think that maybe yeah, that would be better for one grinding. Way the ang- I just feel like the angle is better. We really need we need to get some women who. It's going to be hard think... because most women, I think, don't like this because it is quite dominant. They don't and want a lot to of women... do this anyway. <laughs> a lot of women feel insecure. We could just ask Reddit. If we ask on That's Reddit, this will be a yeah. This will this that'll make it that'll get it just positive. All right, let's do that, and then we'll report back okay. on the next episode. Yeah, it's fine. Let me take a note here. Yeah, uh, I think ask I mean, Reddit you could all... which way women face when face sitting. Yeah. I mean, I think generally the problem is women don't care and men are putting them in the position and then it's going to be whatever the guy fetishizes. Mm. I just think that a lot of guys fetishize something about her butt, seeing her butt, something. I just feel like in that position, your nose is basically to asshole by default. Yeah. But guys, there are guys that like that. I think fewer that would prefer the, that (laughs) would prefer the other direction. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we don't know why this girl freaked out. All right, let's move on. Uh, This person says, is there a name for prioritizing my wife's pleasure? I'm trying to put a name on a feeling I've got. I love my wife. You're going to hate this, Mike, but it's it's, it's so good. I love my wife and I get really turned on by going the extra mile for her by being attentive. I do things like proactively book her manicure and pedicure appointments. I tidy up her side. (laughs) I tidy up her side of the bathroom in the mornings. I clean her shower on the weekends so it's spotless. I imagine him like picking pubes out of the drain. I do many of the chores, washing dishes. What if he uh, does? He insert her tampons. I mean, let's just keep reading here. Washing dishes, vacuuming, making sure she's got a full tank of gas in the car. Basically being proactive turns me on. And obviously my wife notices and appreciates it. I don't know if that's so obvious, but that's what we're going to discuss. I love she's probably got, she's one of, of these ones with a, with a, a, um, a stud. What do they call those? A, uh, a bull, a bull, a bull. Yeah. She's got a on bull the side. on the side. Yeah. yeah. Making things easy. When I do, I feel like she's relaxed and more sexual too. She can focus on keeping herself happy and healthy. I also do sexual things for her. I always make sure she comes during sex. <laughs> so he thinks. Most nights I do go down on her. 
and I surprise her with sex toys she can use in the shower to unwind on long weeks. I know there are communities on here for people in female-led marriage, but my wife doesn't tell me what to do. However, I'd consider her pleasure and comfort most important. Is there a name for this feeling slash kink? Is this just marriage? No. I'd say that's like being being a cuck. This seems like a very fine line here. I mean, there's something to be said about helping around the house and not being a total loser of a partner. But this feels like, like you, you'll often hear people rep- talking about dead bedroom and the advice is often that the man should, you know, help around the house more, make sure that she's not. I think that's terrible advice, by the concerned way. Concerned about chores. Okay. But that is like sort of common advice you hear. Let me just say why that's terrible. That's terrible advice because that's not what's going on. They're not, that's what, what that advice comes out of is somebody casting around for explanations when the real explanation is just you know, either low sex drive or low attraction or attracted to someone else or whatever. There's some other thing going on. And then it's like, well, you're trying to find some concrete thing that explains it. And, um, and that's often going to be something that could explain it, but I don't, it's not, it's not right. Have you heard the expression, something like men have sex to relieve stress and women can't be stressed to enjoy sex? Have you heard something around that? that? Sure. Yeah, a man wants to get his mind off of things because it sort of clears his mind, but the woman can't enjoy it if she has a full mind. So someone might argue that if there's too many household chores or something, that she's unable to relax in a way to enjoy sex. Yeah, the problem with the problem I have with that argue, that notion is that uh, you're dealing with more of a personality thing. Sure, could you have a guy that's like so horrible that? He leaves everything on her shoulders. Yeah, that could happen. But in most cases, it's not that. It's that it's that like um, she's bad at organizing or something like that. And so even if you did take things off her plate, she would put other things on her plate, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that right. at core, and I also don't really think this that that you whatever aphorism about the guy relieving stress in her, whatever. I don't even think that's true. Actually, I think it's much more like hormonal and genetic than that. Okay, and people just have like a set point. Yeah. And guys have a higher set point on average than women, for sure. My guess would be that behaving this way towards a woman in the long run, on average, would displease them. They, well, he's they might not be able to articulate her. why they feel displeased because <laughs> saying, I feel like you're helping too much, or I feel like you're making yourself too available, you're making yourself too submissive isn't the word you're making yourself too pleasing you're trying too hard i don't know so um did you did you read the new york times article that came out recently about um liz holmes Mm -mm. liz holmes of course was formerly elizabeth holmes the Mm -hmm. ceo of the uh hindenburg-esque theranos company who is now supposed to go to jail but she's still she's still not there anyway uh so if you have somebody like that, um, so this article is about how she's just like adopted this sort of very traditional female role now uh-huh. uh, in her, I guess, marriage. Is she married to the guy? I don't know. But she's she, she's basically kind of changed <laughs> her approach to life and blah, blah, blah. Why isn't she in prison? Uh, she keeps like appealing at the last moment and like getting things delayed and stuff like that. I mean, she's been convicted, so I think she'll eventually. And in the meantime- the 
in the meantime, she's just playing house mom. That's right. Well, she's huh. uh, she, her claim is that she was playing a role when she was being the CEO of Theranos. That she was being who uh, you can oh, read the article. Man. Like it has. That's, there's that's a bunch like of stuff a, she says. That's a pretty serious blow to the Me Too movement. Not Me Too. Lean in movement. Yeah, maybe. Um, but let's say so. Let's say that. Uh, so then you could ask, like, why is the guy attracted to her? I mean, she's a felon and so forth or whatever. She committed crimes. I don't know. But uh, I could see an environment where the woman really was the top dog or it would be kind of hot to like be second fiddle to her. Mm-hmm. But that would have to be a pretty unique situation, uh, like I somebody see. who's a CEO of something. Right. And in that case, in a particular kind of guy that would want that, I think in almost all cases, this is going to grate on the woman because essentially the guy is usurping her traditional role. And she's going to not know how to place herself unless she's some sort of like high-powered executive or something. It's not only that he's usurping her role. He's not really fulfilling various aspects of his role. And I feel like you would have more to say about this than me because Uh I actually actually struggle to understand this at times. But like he is not being – yeah, he's not being assertive or dominant. He's being like sort of the opposite of those two things. Why do you think I would be better positioned other than that feedback we got about wanting to hear more from me? (laughs) Yes. Can you now talk for an hour? Um, (laughs) I just feel like I think there's a little bit of a paradox between the the way that um, feminists purport to want the world to be and the way that most women behave in the bedroom. Yes. I think there's well, a little bit of a paradox there. So yeah, women want like total equality and respect and, you know, more alpha behavior outside of the bedroom, but inside of the bedroom, m- most women still prefer sort of classic submissiveness and yeah, but I don't think see- it's just inside versus outside the bedroom. I think it's also when it's, it's essentially in situations where they're not being watched by somebody who, who's who they're trying to, you know, look a certain way for. So in a relationship when you're alone with them, I think there's a set of behaviors that are going to be more comfortable for most women. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if this restatement is exactly right, but you don't think there's a paradox because you think women actually prefer to be submissive in most areas. Right, just in the sense that let's say there was a huge social movement where it was where it was the submissive man movement and women sort of <laughs> stayed the same and men, there was just a lot of pressure on men to really adopt, you know, to kind of be, to be house husbands, to, uh, defer to women in all cases or whatever, in most cases to not be aggressive, all these sorts of things. Like it would be, it wouldn't be particularly believable. And the reason why it wouldn't be believable is you'd say, well, but you know, for a whole bunch of reasons, including like looking at animals, looking at evolution, so on and so yeah. forth. I mean, just yeah. looking at history, that this is not traditionally the role these people occupied. And so there's something weird going on here. There's some kind of overlay that's being put on there. Um, and it's like a lot of these social phenomena, they're in the service of a small percentage of people. And I think this is true for a lot of things, whether it's uh, gay rights or trans or any of these things, there are really people who benefit from uh, making these things possible. But that doesn't mean everyone needs to act that way, right? Just because there's a small group, group of people who uh, who uh, are trans or whatever doesn't mean you need to set up your society as if everyone's trans or whatever. Not not that anyone's doing that, but it's, it just yeah. gives the general idea sure. that the historic, the way things were 200 years ago is going to still be the way people feel about things right. most, of, most of the time for most people. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So zooming back in here, 
I think that was well said. I need to think about that a bit. But yeah, zooming back into this topic, I think this guy... He's going to get cucked. It seems highly probable that she's not actually... I mean, he seems convinced that she's very pleased. He's like, when I do this, I feel like she's relaxed and more sexual too. She can focus on keeping herself happy and healthy. Yeah, that's not... That's it's not. I mean, it's just a misunderstanding of what people want. People want to have um, something important they do in their life, something that matters uh, for the people around them. And yeah. there are these sort of male and female roles, and I can imagine them being flipped in a relationship. But he's basically saying he takes on both roles, and the woman has no role, and that's that's a recipe for a uh, for a bull. Yeah, I'd like I'd like to know their address. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, those is a recent post, so we can put it in the notes. People can try and hit them up. All right, let's move on. This guy says, a guy rejected me for still being a virgin. Uh, this is a 28-year-old female. Went on a casual date with a guy a few days ago. He wanted to hook up, so I told him the truth. He changed his demeanor and wished me good luck. I don't want to be a 30-year-old female virgin. I do crave sex. It seems like men don't want to be with an inexperienced woman, so how do you find someone and lose your virginity? edit guess what she says in the edit uh there's probably a bunch of people that have messaged her saying yes. they, they'll fuck her yes yeah, so yeah basically rip. <laughs> after waking up to a few hundred messages <laughs> yeah um well there you go i mean she is getting offered i mean that's what she yeah. wanted right i it, i don't how many I'm, messages do you think i would get if i posted this as a man do you think there'd be women that would offer to fuck me you might get literally zero you might get some messages from from men men right i'm not sure it would depend on the context presumably there's a picture your age and then are you allowed to say a bit about yourself well you of course you could sure okay well then you might be able to craft something that could get some inbounds do you mean like asl Age, sex, location. Oh, it's the king of American sign language. No. Uh, like, wh- how could you craft an invite that like could engender some empathy? It's impossible as a guy. You might get some very, very unattractive woman who throws you a bone, but it's unlikely. I think you would just get guys, fake accounts, stuff like that. Right. Zero. Right. So, I mean, you know, she at least she is getting like, this is a very easily solved problem for a woman. The The harder problem to solve is... um is how do you do it and not feel bad about yourself afterward or do something that you regret? Yeah, she needs to court a boyfriend who f- she feels comfortable and excited to have sex with. And I don't know why she's unable to do that, but yeah, it's there, I well, can speculate. Well, what is your speculation? Are you going to guess some sort of genetic malady? I don't uh, even want to say it. It just feels mean. Just she's unattractive, she's unattractive some, for some reason. Yes. That's what I would guess too. Right. Because most, yeah, it's, it's pretty unusual. I mean, unless like maybe if she was in prison, maybe if she committed a felony at age 18 and was in prison for a long time. Oh, I don't know. Have you seen these tests where they create a Tinder profile with like really hot pictures and then the profile just says the worst possible things, <laughs> you know, like I'm I an al- alcoholic you know, anorexic, neoconservative, and hey, why is that bad? Okay, neo-Nazi, okay. and I, you know, 
have had seven abortions and you know they'll just like say like whatever they'll like like red flag after red flag after red flag and then they'll show the inbox and there'll be 999 plus you know inbound likes it's just yeah. men don't care that's right do you, what do you I've, I've thought this before so i <clears throat> sometimes will watch videos of people there's some good videos on youtube of men write about being uh when they're when they're convicted and taken away, they're they're being put in prison. They're that's it. They're going to prison for a long time. Okay. What percentage of the upsetness that they have? Let's say that there's a early twenties man who's been convicted for life with life without parole. Oh, what percentage of their upsetness no. do you think is around like sex? The fact that that's it. They're they're now like the only way to get sex for them, if it's even possible at all, is for them to find some sort of weird uh, woman who like writes letters to them and then they get a conjugal visit. And even that, I'm not sure if they can do that. Are there services in other countries? Like I know the Netherlands has a framework so that handicapped people can have a, a sex worker and it's paid for by- I, I mean, I'm so, positive a, that doesn't social. exist. That doesn't exist in prisons in America. I'm positive. I know it doesn't exist in prisons in, in the US officially. Is there an unofficial way? I don't know how it would work. I mean, it would have to be a guard. No, you could set up a, a fake conjugal visit. Oh, so like a prostitute marries you and then does a conjugal visit? I, yeah. I've never heard of such a thing. So I haven't I'm either, but you could imagine that being very lucrative. Because people I, it could it be always, quite desperate. And what else are they going to spend their money on if they're in jail? Yeah, it always surprises me that there's no mention of this. Like, yeah. uh, I mean, sure, having your liberty taken away. But as a man, especially say like a guy in his early 20s, like this is one of the worst parts of this, right? Is like- you're now condemned to like furtively beating <laughs> off uh, when your celly isn't there or whatever. I don't even know what they do. I, mean, I, must would do expect, I would expect the negative impact of this to wane pretty quickly. Really? But maybe not. I don't know. I'm trying to think back on like my teenage years and that definitely awful. it was pretty awful. Like not being able to like reliably find sex was terrible. I think you could, but, but you had the like hope or like it there, was the there hope, was a procedure. I, that's what I'm wondering. I'm wondering if it was the hope that made it particularly terrible. It was like the hope and constant rejection. But in prison, there's no hope. I think that would be really difficult because you're still, you still have like, I mean, for starters, I've never seen anybody really discuss, I should look, there's probably a discussion on Reddit, like how the beating off thing works in prison. I don't know how that works either. Maybe people just beat off in their cots with their roommates in the room. I don't know. That's not great. I mean. <laughs> no, it's not. That's not, I mean, I guess, suppose you could get used to it. It's pretty cruel, but, right? I mean, it's, it's not, uh, yeah, I mean, well, then do I they have a female, yep. Do they have access to pornography? I don't think so. I mean, Jeez. obviously anything can be pornography if you kind of torture it enough, you know, so, so <laughs> you get a book, catalog. And, right. Yeah. Right. If you have like a TV, you could beat off to like the ads or something. Oof. You beat off to like episodes of Oprah. I mean, imagine getting out of prison. Like, let's say you've been in prison for 30 years, right? So you, you went in before the internet and you, you come out and people are like, okay, this is the internet. This, this is how you can find pornography. It would just seem, that would be pretty awesome, actually. I'm not sure. I think you'd be like that. I'm not sure. I think that would be really, it's hard. You're not going to have a normal life after that. <laughs> there's never discussion of this. 30 years, I agree. There's never discussion, but I mean specifically on the on the sex axis. Like I think it, it it's going to jack you up pretty badly. Women, on the other hand, I suspect it can be more normal. In fact, I saw uh, uh, something about women's prisons, and it was probably on TikTok. 
and they were talking about how uh, in this particular federal prison, I believe, the the women had a pretty short amount of time to shower, and they had, they made the curtains in the shower room. They did have curtains, but they made it so that you could see the legs of the who was in there. Something. Okay. So you could, yeah, you could have make they could make sure there weren't two women in there. So they're they're very careful about making sure you're not pleasuring each other. Which I would think, in a, I mean, I'm sure this happens in men's prisons, men's prisons too, but I'm sure is I would guess it's more common in women's prisons that like a lot of them just go lesbian because why not? I mean, yeah, that makes sense to me. Well, it only makes sense if you have access to a time when you can actually engage you physically. Cellmate. You have a yeah, but it would and... have to be your cellmate. Do you choose your cellmate? No, I don't think so. But I don't think so either. You know, beggars can't be choosers. At least they have somebody. For men, it's just brutal. Oh, yeah. Okay. Don't commit crimes, or don't commit crimes and get caught. I wonder if Elizabeth Liz Holmes and her cellmate will get it on. I was looking at this uh, New York Times article you mentioned. The picture of her is more compelling than any picture I've ever seen of her. She's yeah, she's working it. Yeah, I'm still not. Uh, I'm still not that excited about her. I don't. You know, I think a big part of the narrative about her was that she was an attractive woman, but I never really thought she was an attractive woman. I so think she's, she's she, less unattractive she's, now. She's married to or whatever engaged. I'm not sure what her status is with this guy whose parents have a hotel chain and or whatever own hotels in San Diego. I think they're wealthy. Mm-hmm. Although the claim is that none of that money has been they might not be married because there might be financial entanglements there. And she is <laughs> a criminal. She has some uh, liabilities. But, yes, fair point. But a friend was asking, well, you know, what, why would he do that? And I don't know. Like, I think that, uh, there is something like kind of, I think that having sex with Liz Holmes would be kind of interesting. Like, I mean, like she is a strange person. Yes. I think it would be intellectually interesting. (laughs) I think it would be physically sort of. Okay. You're not attracted to her. Fine. Yeah. But, uh, I'm attracted a little bit to the, uh. To something, I'm not sure why. I think this is a common thing for men to be attracted to a woman with kind of a strange personality or whatever. I think men often are. It's like there's something men want to go find somebody who's a little nutty. Can you get there with Hillary Clinton or a younger no. Hillary Clinton anyway? Oh, yeah, for sure. When Hillary, like, and say, uh, I remember in 1992 when Bill Clinton was running famously when they had that, I guess it was 60 Minutes interview where, uh, you know, whatever they lied. He lied about Jennifer flowers and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Bill Clinton definitely has some problems in the sex department. Uh, (laughs) He's not totally upfront about or whatever society hasn't reckoned with. Anyway, back then I thought Hillary was pretty attractive. Huh? I remember like, Oh, she's good. I mean, remember like, if you remember like uh, the, the, uh, the first lady at the time was Barbara Bush. (laughs) <laughs> she was pretty old. was low. Yeah. Right. 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 And Nancy right. Reagan wasn't my cup of tea either. So like I'd never really seen a potential first lady that was like remotely attractive. So right. Adult. Right. All right. So back to this version. Also, also oh, hang ahead. on. Hillary Clinton also, Hillary Clinton also <laughs> is very, like, I don't, I don't politically, although I actually, I don't like her for various reasons. And I, I find her persona annoying. However, she's very smart. So that's compelling. Like it'd be interesting. I'm sure she'd be a very intriguing person to hang out she's with. She's smart, to. and she's sort of conniving in ways that I think you that's would right. admire. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So I do, I do admire her in those ways. Like, I, there's some things I don't like about her, but like in general, like I give her credit. Like she's an, yeah. you know, and, and she's she's not an idiot. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. I agree. All right. So this virgin thing. 
I don't think I would feel great about being a 28-year-old woman's first. Oh, I would love it. There's some pressure afterward, Mike, although you, you might be impervious to it. But yeah, they're going <laughs> to fall for you. You just give her a bus pass. <laughs> Make sure she can get home safe. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would feel badly about I'd, I'd want to make sure that like I'm really all in on this person before oh. I'm willing to have sex with them. Or I guess. I mean, I yeah, I mean, I guess my advice for her might be to say, I really want to have sex and I don't care if you ghost me after. And if she said that, then I might be like, oh, okay, well, now maybe. But short of that, I don't want to there's some sort of like implied heavier responsibility by being someone's first. I don't think, okay, I, I hear you. I don't, I, I think this is your like social sensitivity coming to the fore here. I think the reason why this guy wasn't interested is just because he figured like there's something wrong with her. Like, this is just like, this is too weird. This is going to be, whereas be. like, I would be, I'd be a little bit attracted to that. Like, oh, let me, because basically, I mean, that means depending on how naive she is, like I remember I think three times in my life, uh, being in various sexual encounters, not all of them PIV with somebody who was a virgin. Yeah. And I wish I, I wish one of my regrets is that I didn't like in those time periods because at least two of them were really naive. Yeah. And I wish I had like told them something false about sex and like led them, you know what I mean? You could, I could have set up, I could have, I was, it was a total tabula rasa situation. I could have been like, I could be like, look, uh, this is what everyone does and just come up with something. Right. Yeah. And I didn't do that. And I would yeah, have people, I would have enjoyed that. People have sex perpendicular to each other. It's always like this. I'm not sure. I mean, is there what is there a thing that you would if let's say you had a woman that had no prejudgments, is there some behavior or action that you would I don't have his like I don't have the right kind of mind to think about this. Uh, yeah. I don't I can't think of anything now. You would for sure tell them that like guys in general don't like blows. Which why would you do that? But okay, you would. I don't think um, I would tell them that. No. I'm not interested in gaslighting my partners generally. Okay. Fair. I don't I don't gain much from that. It's a way to get more diverse experiences, right? I like You're probably right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, this person says, Am I becoming a nymphomaniac? I, twenty nine year old female, and obsessed with my husband, thirty two year old male. I don't know if it matters, but we've been together for almost twelve years and married for ten months. It's an odd amount of time to be together. Yes. But I thought it was okay. gonna be ten years. Yeah. Yeah. So did I. Before you stop reading, hear me out. But I'm worried that I have a problem. I was recently diagnosed with ADHD and on stimulants for the first time. What's a stimulant? There we go. Well, it's 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 amphetamines. It's speed. It's Ritalin's a stimulant, right? It's like I didn't know. I mean, that. It, I, I would think yeah. that for ADHD, you would want to be like unstimulated. Yeah. So it's it's there's this paradoxical thing where they give you stimulants for ADHD, and the idea is that it's the the idea. This is what I've read because. Uh, Anybody who has kids these days has to know something yeah, about this. Yeah, because the, the Ritalin Adderall. Yes, my kids are not on anything, uh, and it is actually. I mean, they probably could be. I just don't. I oh, think, you can get a diagnosis with the drop of a hat. Right. I, I actually, I actually am. A, in most cases, I think it's overprescribed. Whatever. Uh, but uh, the idea is that it that if you think of your brain as having different regions or whatever, the stimulant. Um, upregulates the part that can control what's going on more than it upregulates kind of the hyperactive active part, if that makes sense. So it actually increases your ability to control yourself. And I think there is, there is evidence behind that. I mean, it does actually improve people's ability to focus and so forth. The downsides are it's addictive. 
it changes your personality. It, it doesn't, you don't learn coping strategies that maybe, I mean, look, a hundred years ago, nobody had this. So right. maybe people should just get out and do some exercise. But anyway, okay. So she, this is obviously why this happened. She started taking some like really profoundly, uh, uh, mentally active drug. Right. Okay. Uh, I mean, th- we're almost done here. Desires yeah. have been increasing since then. I want nothing or no one else, just him. Unless I'm hyper-focused on something else. I can't think about anything else, but him inside of me. I think there are some other things that like control female sex drive there's uh depending her age I, I think there are different hormones based on the time of the month i think women might For be sure. hornier when they're ovulating yes i think i think various birth controls can affect sex drive various antidepressants can affect sex drive for sure um, maybe f- physical like if you're overweight or underweight you might have lower sex drive sure i think all that's right yeah I think age you mentioned. Yeah, I think maybe as women approach their 30s, if they haven't had children yet, they might find themselves. There might be some sort of biological clock. Could also just be conscious. I mean, she's aware of what uh, of her timeline. And so she might consciously be sort of upregulating it. But I, I think, look, the, the, the most likely thing here is that she started taking speed. <laughs> I started taking speed and now I'm horny all the time. It's like, right. Well, probably the speed. What, what can it possibly be? Yeah. Have you noticed big swings in your sex drive? Like acute changes? The only time I ever noticed one was because was like, this was 10 years ago. I had a, I had like a, a doctor do like one of those blood panels on me and uh-huh. he told me I had low testosterone. So he gave uh-huh. me this like cream that you put on your, did you put it in your underarm or something that gave you testosterone? That, yes, that, yes. If you give someone testosterone, their sex drive goes up. I didn't use more, like much of it because I was like, yeah. this is not, this is just odd. Yeah. I, I, I don't think it was, uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, that was basically the only, uh, maybe it would have made me like a better athlete. I could imagine it doing that too, but like the main thing I noticed was sex drive. Other than that, um, no, I haven't noticed anything that uh, substantially altered it. I heard an interview with Andrew Sullivan about he tests testosterone once a month or something, or he used to. And okay. He would talk at length about how for the day or so after that, he would have to be really careful, like what emails he sent, and like he could just feel like more animalistic rage and sex drive um which makes sense makes sense i don't know why it fades after that first day or maybe it's just most profound during that first day and then the rest of the month you're sort of normal yeah and one wonders what the point even of taking it is then if if the impacts seem to fade like that i could imagine for folks with low t having yeah, being bummed out that they don't have some of the drives that men with higher T have. And so there could be some benefit to it. But yeah, a lot of the effects seem sort of negative, honestly. Like I have plenty of sex drive yeah. as it is. I don't want more. I, I don't want to well, be. Have you had your testosterone checked? I had it checked a number of years ago and it was normal at the time. I don't know. I haven't had it recently. Okay. I think it does drop as you age. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, um, so yeah, that's something that can, that can alter. I'm sure there are other chemical substances that can alter it. Um, so this doesn't, yeah, it doesn't surprise me. Yeah. 
All right. I think we have time for one more topic here. I haven't, we haven't done this one for a while. Sex while girlfriend is sleeping. For context, I work really late and get home after the gym at about 2 a.m. and she works early shifts. She's given me permission to have sex with her in her sleep as long as I don't wake her. That's an important caveat. At first, it was difficult not to wake her, but then I was able to control the tempo and keep her asleep, (laughs) albeit I'd be fucking her for close to an hour slowly. We still have sex normally when we can, but is this a same case for anyone else? Signed, signed Bill Cosby. (laughs) (laughs) I was able to keep her asleep. Uh, Yeah, you might want to work on his word choice there. So this is already like preposterously unbelievable, but he does have some other uh, data points here that are, he says, she, somebody says, seriously, how on earth does she not wake? And he says, she used to always wake up. Then I started going really slowly and used lube. Uh, This person says, getting creepy. She she is one heavy sleeper. He says, I have to go very slowly. And if I go deep while she's laying on her stomach, she typically wakes up for some reason. (laughs) I literally have to ease into it for the longest time. For some reason. Now, there's a number of things to to go over here. Um, Oh, one more thing. Yeah, I sometimes worry that she's doing it to please me. She brought it up randomly one day and said, you can have sex with me while I'm sleeping whenever you feel like it. Just don't wake me. I don't know if it's a kink or what. So this just don't wake me thing was sort of a flag for me. All right, let's, there's there's a couple different directions we could go with this conversation in, in our little remaining time. But one is, is it possible she's not waking up and like an hour that seems crazy so we could go that way or obviously she's waking up why is she pretending she's not so we, i think we can choose one I of those worried, I'm, I'm worried about uh i'm worried about the risk he's creating for her of utis because she then she, she's not peeing afterward mm. that is a third direction we can go she she definitely doesn't want to be woken up. So maybe he's using a condom. Maybe he's assiduously cleaning his penis before and then nutting outside of her. I don't know. Okay, Are there ways I, to I, reduce the UTI risk? I'm not sure that she has to be waking up. I mean, the... Mike. I'm not sure how much someone would have to interact with my penis before I would wake up. But it's not zero. Not much. I think it's it's... I think it's basically anything more than zero. I'm not sure about that. You should, I, I, I don't know if there's an experiment you can run here, but you should ask your wife, like, I just don't think you'd have to like better or something. But so that there's she also, like, I mean, there's some... also levels of waking up, right? I mean, there's, there's kind of, you know, there's like whether she's expected to be, con- to do, do things consciously. So maybe what happens is she, she sort of groggily like knows what's going on, but she can, Kind of ignored. I mean, it's it's actually and interesting. Fall back because, asleep while someone's sliding yeah, in and a, out of her. I was going to say, well, pumping, I mean, but he says he goes slowly. You could well pumping could be slow, but you you uh, I mean, could. It, people it has fall a asleep. Implication of faster. You could fall asleep with someone caressing your arm or your head or rocking <laughs> back and forth or something. It's not impossible, and like so maybe the deal is during a massage yeah. or something. Yeah, she doesn't. She just wants to not interrupt her sleep cycle doesn't want to have to basically participate and it's and this is actually a thing it's an interesting topic because it's a thing that a man 
can't really have happen in his life. I mean, something involving your butthole would probably be too aggressive to not be fully wake engaged up. in. Yep. Well, wake up is, you see what I'm saying? I'm saying she, let's say she wakes up, but she's kind of just like, she can just lie there and just fall back asleep and basically ignore it. I mean, I've listened to enough sleep podcasts, sleep hygiene podcasts to know that that already has broken your, your cycles. Okay. But what if she just doesn't want to participate? Okay. I, I've got an example. Let's say that a dude, no, let's well, say that you're pretending hang, that's a different conversation. It's not pretending. Okay. Hang on. Let's say that your girlfriend says, look, Keith, I'm, I have a foot fetish. Uh-huh. She, has, she has a foot fetish. I think it's only men who ever have a foot fetish, but whatever. Yeah. I have a foot fetish. And what I want to do is when you, I want you to sleep without your socks on and I'm going to just go down to the end of the bed and rub my clit against your big toe. Mm-hmm. And you can just, you can just lie there. You don't have to like pay, pay attention at all. So you might wake up, but you're just like, oh, she's doing that thing. And you I might fall back to sleep. Material risk of me kicking her in the vagina accidentally. Well, let's say that wasn't a risk. Let's say it was you. fine. She has a she has a shoulder. <laughs> I'm just trying to come up with some body fine, part fine, that fine. she can yeah. interact no, with. No, I I understand the the thought exercise. I here. think it's sort of like that. This is what this is part of the female condition, is that like they don't actually have to do anything. They can actually just not pay attention. I mean, you have that uh, subreddit called bored and ignored. Yeah. That is actually possible for them to do. And yeah, I mean, I think that's what the, I think that that's what she's going for here is that she doesn't want to have to consciously participate. Okay. She doesn't want to have the obligation to like sort of moan and lie and kind of rock her hips and all this crap. I guess I'm having problems. <laughs> I would hate to have my sleep interrupted with any kind of regularity. Like if that was someone, well, maybe king, she's one of these I, people. Maybe she's one of these people that doesn't like it when she he masturbates. She's like, look, I'd rather you do this and watch porn. Yeah, it's she still going like to be some kind of a. It's still servicing a him somehow. Yeah, yeah. It's not. It's not great because she's she's coming up with. Of course, given her druthers, she would choose not to do this. I assume. I, I mean, you know. there's something called somnophilia, which is refers to a sexual interest in engaging in sexual activity with a sleeping person. I just, yeah, that feels like a weird fetish. It feels like sleeping or unconscious. Like what, what is it that you want there? I think it would be, I mean, I find the experience kind of interesting in the sense that I, it must be interesting to be able to have that done to you and just basically not participate. That's not a thing that's really available to men. Not, not That's really. True. I mean, I can come up with, it's, it's hard to come up with an example where a woman, I guess, yeah, it's really hard to come. I mean, yeah, I was going to, my first example was going to be something like you're a gay guy and your partner wants to like jerk off onto your hand or something or like on your back. Yeah. Yeah. The problem with a penis is that it is used to sort of violently penetrate an orifice. You know, we can discuss what the word violent means, but you know, in its purest form, it's yeah, like, well, I don't know. It doesn't have to be. I mean, I, I could imagine a woman basically, I, I could imagine a couple having a situation where basically, you know, the guy likes the woman's breasts and he likes to beat off while looking at them and nut all over them and then clean it up. So she's like, yeah, like, I'm just going to go to sleep and you can do that. I don't care. That at least seems inside the realm of possibility to me. This does too. I don't know. I just don't think, I think, I think there's like a male gaze thing here. It's like hard for you to envision what it would be like to be able to have this done to you and just not, and just sort of ignore it. And I think that's yeah. possible for a woman in a way that's hard for a man to understand. I, not that I know. I don't, 
I just, it just makes sense to me that that could be possible. Yeah. Okay. All right. We're well over an hour here. You have anything else you want to add? That's it. All right. So that's a wrap on this episode of Your Mileage May Vary. You can email us at ymmvpod at gmail.com. And if you send us feedback there, we will send you $10 for your insights. We prefer negative feedback since that's more actionable. But if your feedback is that I talk too much, could you elaborate on that, please? Uh, And let us know how you'd like to be paid. So PayPal, uh, Venmo, Cash App, whatever. Uh, You can also ask us questions there. And unless you let us know, we might answer it on air. But if you don't want it answered on air, just say so and we won't. Thanks for your time, and we look forward to catching you next time on Your Mileage May Vary. Je me veux